everybody, and welcome to FilmReview.com's podcast. Uh, I'm your host, FilmReview.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And you're uh, doing good for you know you were out of practice. It, you know, it's been a while. It's been a couple it actually years. hasn't been that long, except that, that. Uh, before the last time we did it, there was a break, right? Yeah, it's uh, we're not absolutely in the swing of things this week though we've got the visit yeah and uh, we have plenty of other stuff to do as is gonna probably be the case if we ever have to take a week off but um you know i'm not we're gonna do some news i'm not gonna like go back because that's a waste right everyone would the news and everyone would already know it anyway and everyone probably knows (laughs) you know if you keep up on the news it's not that hard to keep up on the Right. Movie industry news anyway. So, right. um, but at, at the same time, we are going to try and uh, figure out ways about the visit as we can. I'm oh, there's a spoiler. <laughs> there's a spo- Well, we got all kinds of things. Like I said, we could talk about M. Night. You know, it is, bu- it is bizarre, though, that the movie, it's, it's not bizarre that it's doing well. Yeah. It's second. Right. Uh, it did not beat out uh, the perfect. I think yeah. it took it. Yeah. But it's a slow week. It's not yeah. like either one of them. Yeah. And it was close even. It yeah. was, it was fairly close and it's, it's not like, off. it's not like the perfect guy, you know, had a hundred million dollar weekend or anything. <laughs> right. I mean, it's a slow weekend. And as we've said before, this is a time actually everyone owns everyone else. Right. <laughs> and all, right. all the movie studios own the networks or, yeah. So, or somebody owns both or whatever it is. Every it's all They're the all same group, yeah. right? The uh you know, the movie industry has just decided since it's fall TV, we're gonna hit with things like the perfect guy and right. the visit right. and not uh, the Avengers right. when it's right. time for you to be settling into TV, right. right? And the new things coming up at the end of the at the end of the month and uh even over the next couple of weeks, some things come out, some things it's weird. We have a really good things on the horizon it's strange how staggered it has been like yeah things i'm not really crazy about and i'll see it but i'm not wild about it and then all of a sudden mid-october like boom right not just because it's halloween stuff, right but. so uh as i was saying it's not weird that the visit is number two especially right. since anything horror you get a fair amount of business because you know you've got that age group that wants to go have a goofy time seeing sure. a horror movie. So they're, they're going to get some business. What's weird is that the reactions are so everywhere yeah. on this movie. There are lots of pretty highs. There are lots of like, if you take the zero to 10 spectrum, right? right. There's, there's a lot of people giving this like sevens or eights yeah. or something. Yeah. There's a lot of people giving it fives. Yeah. There's a lot of people giving it twos, yeah. uh, but everyone is talking about it a lot and right. everyone, everyone's talking about it. You know, no one's, no one's about this movie saying, yeah, the visit's a good movie. Right. Everyone's talking about it saying, so is M night back or not right. or right. what, right. or where does this Which fit? Do What's happening? Yeah. I mean, it's, sense. you know, I know you don't want to spend tons of talking about it, but there are a few things about it that I'll, I'll say when we get to it, I know you've got a bunch. Oh, of sure. To get yeah. To, there's, there, there's, certain, there's plenty of stuff to say about the interesting thing that we'd even talked about before was there's a certain amount of baggage. Like if this film eh, Knight's got a fair, fairly large ego, he probably wouldn't have ghost directed anything. 
but would the film be talked about differently right. if it had been released by anybody other than M. Night? Right. You know, you couldn't, you couldn't put Spielberg's name on it because it doesn't feel like a Spielberg <laughs> film. But maybe one of the paranormal films. But there's a lot know, of, there's a put, lot of attachment the, you could make to right. this. You could, right. There's a famous set of pseudonyms that Hollywood people use for different things. Right. Like this Alan could very Smithy, e- easily you know, be an Alan Smithy film. And, yeah. and if it had been that, would it have gotten... Would anyone notice at all? And we're arguing something right. we could never prove or disprove right. because you only get it's one interesting, shot of it. But, it's interesting you mentioned that because of something that I'm all right. dying to say about, these, about the movie later when we're it. talking about it. it okay? Uh, before we get to the movie, though, and I will say uh, stay tuned for the end because you stay tuned for everything, right. obviously. But we have a critic takedown to do, and it's odd how the critic takedown is kind of taken off and people talk about it. And we think, it. we think that's awesome. They want and it to be a separate weekly show. They want everyone else to do it is what they want no, mostly. We've copywritten it. They want, oh, yeah, it's totally awesome. I, I no don't one, no one can make too. fun of other critics. If ever. others start doing it, we But, will you know, a lot, a lot of the emails that we get are – just like that we do it because, you know, actors don't very often say this other right. actor sucks. Right. I mean, once in a while they get into it's like hard a to tip. Get people to turn right? on each other. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't get a lot of, you know, directors saying this director's a right. hack or, you know, stuff like that. And so, right. I don't know, people like that we don't care about right. other <laughs> critics well, and it's or not that we're attacking who likes us. Entire or of, you know, mostly we are. Really. We I mean, really. We are. Let's not pretend. Anyway, uh, so some news. And actually, speaking of TV, I did want to throw out some uh, some hints of some other shows. I've reviewed some of the shows, but since a bunch of stuff is coming out, and probably next week and the week after, uh, I'll do a little bit of this too. So I just wanted to run through really quickly some of the shows that are coming up. Uh, Two Executioner. Mm-hmm. Uh, is coming up pretty quickly. It's Kurt Sutter, you know, Sons of Anarchy, his next version of a TV okay. show. Right. And uh, it's really bad. Yeah. <laughs> and and I like Sons of Anarchy until the last season. I like Sons of Anarchy pretty well. Yeah. Started off much stronger than it could maintain for very long, I think. Right. Um, and, and the last season was just, just fell just everywhere, pure, right? Yeah. Just somebody said i'll give you money to make another one and he went <laughs> i don't know whatever yeah. all right <laughs> um i i thought it got really goofy at the end but anyway, uh the bastard executioner really weird takes place huh. in uh 14th century wales basically when uh you know the britons have taken over the whole country and surrounding area and everything is you know run by these british baronies and mm-hmm. it's like a whole weird system going on anyway and uh, the Welsh are rebelling, just like everyone else who's sure. <laughs> being taken over by what England, upon, right? Yeah. And and so the one guy uh, uh, kind of, uh, he used to be a soldier. He's living on a farm. It The first two hours, which the show kicks off with the two-hour run, it's basically like a movie. It's like kind of a prequel movie right. to to set up exactly where we're going to be for the regular episodic content. Right. And what's really weird about it. And then there's a bunch of magical nonsense happens, but anyway, he's living in this Welsh village. He used to be a soldier. He kind of abandons his old life and just starts working on a Welsh farm. farm, Right. Right. Yeah. 
And then they, they kind of, uh, there's basically too much tax at this point. So they can't even survive. So they attack the tax collector at, you know, less than positive consequences, as you might imagine. Yeah. So then he kind of uh, pretends to be this guy who's a traveling punisher, which uh, we're claiming a is idea. a thing. Sure. I have no idea if that's really a thing in the 14th. We're running okay. And then he ends up kind of having to lead this double life where he's not only pretending to be this person, but the main person he would be pretending to actually knows he's lying, but is pretending he's not lying for his own reasons. And it's all this whole like, you know, faints within faints and everybody's lying. And the weird thing about it, and then you've got Katie Seagal, who's uh, Kurt Sutter's real life wife is some witch and there's this whole magical side to thing to things too, right. where uh, uh, the guy who is the executioner is having some very weird experiences as well. Right. It's all, it's all bonkers really at the end yeah. of the day. The thing that's weird about it is that the show, if it had abandoned this whole movie intro yeah. and just had like a 10 minute, right. Let's explain where we are really quickly. Like, and then do. and then just gone into the show, the show. Right. Seems like it would have been a lot better. Yeah. You know, it's it's almost like if you had Sons of Anarchy kicked off with this movie. Yeah. That was really goofy. Yeah. That let you know how we got to where we are. Right. Instead of like in Sons of Anarchy, you a bunch of backstory really spread out Throughout over the all the seasons, seasons right yeah. where you learn about everything and one that happened before works way better than the other and you'd think he'd know that and and it, it, it did. it's it's really weird though yeah. uh okay so then we've got like minority report yep that's actually a pretty strong sh- strong show and it's weird because as much as the movie you know did a fairly good job yeah it's not like the movie was awesome you know the movie i i, I didn't think anyway it wasn't great it was pretty good and it was it was a, fun, it was a fun time right again, yeah and i think it had the same problem as every time somebody tries to do something with a philip k dick story right especially because everybody likes his stories but he doesn't write anything that's long really right what he writes is here's a weird idea now you think about it for a while <laughs> he doesn't like flesh everything out he just comes up with these sci-fi like weird gimmicks yeah and has like a short story about it and goes, this is a really weird thing that might happen if sci-fi, it, right. you know, if like the world of science went this far, here's a weird consequence. Right. Now you go away and think about it on your own for a while. That's right. what he does is like these weird yeah. snippets. Then you want to make a movie out of it. You got to do a lot of filling in garbage or whatever. It's yeah. not like anything could be a real adaptation of a Philip K. Dick story. Yeah. It has to be mostly made up by you know, whoever, whoever. Now you want to make a whole series out of it and go on and on and on. But actually the show's pretty fun. The way yeah. that they do it, because you're, you're 10 years in the future after the movie, right? Which the whole movie is about getting rid of the whole system, right? The whole pre, the pre-cog system, system pre-cogs, right? Yeah. And so, but now you have to do something with those people who yeah. were swimming in the little vat or right. whatever, spending their lives doing that. And you get those people and it, it's odd and it's very sci-fi and, you know, kind of weird, but it's, 
it's kind of fun the way that they do it. You've got the one precog who doesn't want to just sit there having the thoughts of all these crimes happening and wants to do something of it and tries to, and you know, it's, it's a little screwy, but it's kind of fun. It's, it's kind of surprisingly fun. Uh, Then you've got uh, heroes reborn and this ends up being a pretty good effort too. Uh, I've only seen the uh, first two hour, like big, the big premiere of it. Yeah. And it's weirdly fun too. And I never really watched a lot of the original heroes. I saw some of it. I was not really invested in that show. I saw a few episodes of it, get real far into it. So it's obviously going to be a different show. Yeah. You know, if you, if you don't know what you're really dealing with. And this also is we're a ways in the future of those events. And things are obviously completely screwy because we've got people who might be messing with everyone's mind and making them remember things differently. And, and there's a lot of that stuff going on, but the, the dialogue and the construction of how all this craziness works is pretty fun too. Yeah, I don't know fun. that I don't know that I'm completely hooked on it or sold. Yeah, but it's. it's I time. have to think that if you're a fan of heroes, you're going oh, to really right. like you're it on. because it seems like it's well put together. Yeah, there are weird things even where people are like in video games. Yeah, I mean, there's like yeah. there's lots of heroes was crazy a weird stuff. one when it first came out because I remember being a comic book lover, being a fan of these you know comic book stories and films, like how much the genuine interest in and kind of curiosity was by average people right in heroes right it was almost like before avengers before you know the mcu started kicking in before the dark knight was the number two selling film of all time it was almost like the legitimacy badge where it was like look see these can be good stories right these actually can be and and the show even though i you know wasn't a huge fan of it uh the idea was a lot more like let's really seriously try to tell a story like right. a comic book yeah. tells a story. Yeah. And you get that definitely yeah. in, in the new thing as well. Okay. And then uh, just to wrap this up, you're the worst. The second season has started on FXX. <laughs> the first right. season was on FX. Yeah. Now we've <laughs> branched out into FXX. Yeah. And that it doesn't is, mean it's it is still, that doesn't mean it's, it's any still, uh, yeah, it's, the same amount of dirty. It's, just, it's right, still very right. dirty. But no show, extra action. Right? No, uh, no, but it is uh, still one of the best things on television. It's a hilarious yeah. show. And uh, so far, Longmire has kicked off on Netflix right. now right. that it got you love picked up. Oh, it's a really good yeah, show. I, rem- I mean, I know you've loved I it. For started, a long time. I-, I loved the first season of it. It was awesome. I'm not sure that it hasn't uh, gone a little bit sideways in the last season that was on. The most recent regular, regular yeah. network, right? Um, but the new season is actually, I think, even cooler cool. because I think they are able to open up a little bit yeah. on Netflix with uh, right. how they can do things and what they can um, use to tell the story and stuff like that. Right. And uh, that's a good show. Anyway, all right, news. Uh, really quickly, we'll throw out some news. So, uh, you know, oddly there's not that much news in a way because there's just Toronto film festival right. and whatever happens with that. Um, but some things that have happened, uh, King Kong has moved studios 
And the idea is that theoretically we can now have a King Kong versus Godzilla in the works somewhere in the future. Right. So right. We've, we've moved the upcoming King Kong film, sure. uh, Skull Island, to Warner Brothers, who has Godzilla yeah. already, so that theoretically in about 2019... We right. can have right. a, have it all. We can have the you know ultimate death match. I guess right. so that that happens. Who you got? I, I don't really. You, you ain't uh, got a horse in that uh, one. You got no pick. I feel like King it's got. I, I feel like it's got to be Godzilla because he has, he has magical powers yeah. and King Kong does not really. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It seems the obvious choice to me yeah. that uh, that's got to win yeah. out if he right. can do super things. Sure. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, send your letters right. to Who's directing it. That, right. that decides a lot. Uh, so Roadhouse is getting remade. Yeah. With uh, Rhonda Rousey. Rousey. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, it's funny that the news just keeps hitting fast as yeah. it can. It's like she has her own like troop of people trying to get her into as locked into as many things right this second yeah. as she can. Yeah. Uh, Cause there was just news not long ago of her being in something else too. Yep. I can't remember what that was, she, but she was, she was going to be in something else. And I just don't know because yeah. this, uh, this is a whole track that I think could really go wrong in a big way right. because you know, these, these movies. So now we're going to remake roadhouse, which is a movie Frankly, that I kind of like, I, I'm but does gonna, but does not need to be remade in it by anyone. I won't sit here and let you badmouth Roadhouse or anyone else. I love Roadhouse. It is the absolute fun epitome of the action film of that day. Of of complete, completely goofy action. Awesome as Dalton. Everybody, yeah, there's nothing but about he, it. But here's the here's the thing. I, I I don't mind Roadhouse. Roadhouse is sure. Roadhouse is a decent flick. Is it great? No. Is yes. it is it like a is it a good thing? Yeah, it's like it's great. It's like Citizen Kane and well, then Roadhouse. It doesn't matter. It's no, it's there. it's a good movie and I like it and it's fun. But the thing is, without Patrick Swayze, right, the movie is worthless. Right. I, I mean, it's only because you have the right kind of like it built in charisma person, you know, behind things that you can do anything with yeah. it. And it's not just a joke. I mean, if you really analyze the, if someone else is in it and it's not a goofball, right. you know, kind of thing, then you have to really analyze what's happening. And then it's, you're dead. You're done. I mean, there's, he's a weird guy. And we're going to talk about that later. Cause I mean, there's a new point break film coming out. And you talk about like Patrick Swayze's one of right, those guys right. that is, he wasn't my favorite actor of all time, but he is sorely overlooked for how much he brought to different things. Like right. that genre of film, whether it's, you know, I, I don't necessarily put Point Break and Roadhouse in with Ghost, even though he's in all of them, but he just brought something to those things. And there was a chemistry of, of his that made these things fun. Ooh, I think, you know, Ronda Rousey's got all the talent in the world and apparently can really kick ass right so that's great but it feels kind of like how a few years ago the rock was just everywhere right like he had his guys like just saying get us in comedy <laughs> right. horror, drama everything and i'll do anything everything i don't want to sleep i want to work I, I, right time. i just want to if i'm in enough stuff because i'll catch on something then, then all of a sudden right. i will be a movie star because because, uh, because look at all <laughs> the movies i've working, made right, right right but you know here's the thing it's with that really is uh i'm not sure that she's got the same kind of built-in charisma that no. The Rock has. She doesn't. The Rock, 
Doc is, um, you know, he's like a amiable guy yeah. that he can be in like the Tooth Fairy movie. Right. And you're like, eh, there's no, you know, he, sure. he is in his own way. It's weird to like put this all together, but he is in his own way, like a Patrick Swayze kind of actor. Yeah. Where as long as he's in it, you can overlook a lot of stuff yep. immediately. Right. And you just go, I just want to like him because right. I want to hang out with him and he's yep. fun and you know, whatever. Yeah. You can have the rock being like the weird journey to the crazy Island Two, whatever that right. movie was, yeah, that. where that movie is like bonkers right. and you're like whatever it's for kids he's and he's rock. on and yeah. yeah and it doesn't matter yeah. and patrick swayze is the same thing you know he's yeah. in like dirty dancing and ghost and uh you know like steel dawn yeah and you're just like i don't know i just want to watch him it doesn't matter it's uh right. you know at some point you're like back with mark singer in the beast mask right. you know it's like doesn't like matter how yeah. screwy the movie like is bad about that either that's one of my favorite I movies love ever but uh you know it I just don't know that. And if it goes wrong, right? Well, because you've got a lot of time before you can start making a movie and then boom, we're watching right, it. Right. right? And you know, her 15 minutes of fame is over. Right. And, and now all of a sudden it's like, this movie comes this, out. Yeah. We're not in love with her anymore. Yeah. Now she has to actually do a really good job in it. Right. And you know, if it goes wrong, all of a sudden she's a, a she joke. A hook, right. You it's know it. I mean? You know, it was really funny. I heard the news uh about roadhouse and i i immediately thought of like all the other films that she's been in you know she's made cameos in things like fast seven right things like that and i thought oh she's gonna be a bouncer in the new double deuce (laughs) right right not she was dalton right i thought she was just gonna be somebody in the film right not the film is for and that changed my and i like ronda rousey and and i'm not gonna shortcome you know whatever her talent may be i haven't seen it yet you know, maybe she's really great. She could surprise me, but this is not the film to do it. It's just I don't not I don't one. think so. I, I don't I don't her. think so. so. Yeah. Anyway, this is a movie where you already know you've got Patrick Swayze, right? And then you make and then you make this movie, right? Not yeah. let's see if she can suddenly become Patrick Swayze right. or right. whatever. Something. You know, if Patrick Swayze had not been in right. a few other things where we could see that he what he could do with things. Right. Then we wouldn't have put him in Roadhouse yeah, exactly. in the first right. place. So, it, all right. Anyway, we're going on uh, really long about news. So uh, yeah. I'm just going to like throw things out, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, one thing I do want to mention, uh, you know, it's kind of old news in its own way, but the uh, uh, two people dead in the plane crash in yep. Columbia working on Tom Cruise's Mina film, which taught how uh, that news was hard to get a hold of really quickly because at right. first it was like they were they were doing some plain stunt yeah. or something and you know no one knew what was going on and right. turns out that you know no really they just were going somewhere right it's not it's not yeah, it like part of the film no it's this thing yeah um but the weird thing was that uh tom cruise's plane was like 15 minutes ahead of him right and it just happened to be that that's when that the- some kind of weird storm hit and yeah. the bad you know, whatever. Yep. Um, so it was a uh, pilot. And then I'm not sure who the other person was actually, but it was a uh, pilot that worked, that worked be... a lot of uh, right. uh, stuff in LA and right. You know, whatever. It would so, be irresponsible for me to guess. Cause I'd get it wrong. I don't know who I can't remember. Right. Who it is. Um, and then, you know, that leads bizarre 
Charlie, to the news that uh, Tom Cruise and Doug Lyman are going to be right back in another movie. Yeah. That's their movie already. Right. And uh, they're going to be making Luna City, yeah. which is another like sci-fi thing. So that's, just, right that, that. that's just Tom Cruise's new shtick. Because you and I are on the same page with this. Yeah. Get him in more sci-fi films, put Doug Lyman in it. Exactly. Know? And uh, Ready Player One has uh, signed Olivia Cook, yeah. who's been in uh, Bates Motel, the, the TV show. I did like when That's it first first came book. out. It yeah. it really is us, it's it's weird and it's fun. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. it is funny because it's like try it wants to be for younger people. Right. And I don't I don't know how that it works that great for I them. Know. I know that it works good for me because what it is is all these throwbacks to eighties stuff. To everything yeah. that we grew up on. Right. So it's uh it'll be an interesting movie. It'd be kind of an odd right. movie too. But uh Olivia Cook's gonna be yeah. in it now and like I said, she's been in Bates Motel on TV right. and Me and Earl and The Dying Girl. So I can't wait. I, I think that's going to be a real fun film. That's going to be good. And then uh, really quickly, one more thing. Uh, interesting news, I think. The Bronze, the movie, has it's a Duplass Brothers movie, although I think they're just producing it. I don't think they're doing anything else with it. Or um, It got picked up by Sony Classics after Relativity had, went bankrupt. Right. So there's... There's a bunch of movies that are now in this weird limbo yeah. of uh, rel- relativity filing bankruptcy right. and everything, where there are a lot of movies out there that it's like n- just nothing might, might happen with right. them. That you don't know. They're most of yeah. them are done. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're, they're, they're genuinely yeah, and they and they might just sit there forever. You so this know. is a movie right. that should be a lot of fun. Yeah. It's it's crazy. It's a crazy kind of movie. It's yeah. uh. Melissa Rauch, who is the yep. uh, other blonde on Big Bang Theory, right. um, who is awesome, I think, yeah. uh, in that show and in other things. But she plays a gymnastics bronze medalist right. who is like riding this wave of like being the coolest person from her small town right. because she has a bronze, bronze medal. medal. Then a new young gymnast comes up to like steal the hometown hero spotlight right. or whatever right. i don't know but anyway so that you'll actually get to see that so and that's about it that i've got the only yeah, the only other thing that i i mean we're not breaking news to anyone if you're if you're getting this information from us you're about two weeks behind but it's kind of weird that west craven died yeah you know that, that and was a real sudden thing i guess that is kind of from thing, a, while a while ago, ago but yeah but I, I mean, it's just I, around this time of year, I start thinking about all the horror films and all the horror things. And that's why. I'm and it's weird now that it's the man. visit to. Right. And it's yep. um, it's just, you know, it's too bad. Westwood had a lot of great things. He was controversial for a lot of stuff early on in his career, but he he was a real sweet guy. You see him in interviews all the time and all the stories. He seemed to have been really cordial and open and helping to anybody. But, hey, you know, that was just that's too bad. Yeah. So. All right. So uh, the visit. And, and we don't have a lot of time for this if we're going to do the critic thing. Right. You know, oddly enough, like I said, this is a weird critic takedown, so it might not even uh, take a long time. Yeah. But uh, the visit. So we'll just throw out the ratings. Um, I'm uh, really, really solidly at a two. Yeah, that's. I, I would think you were going to be at three, actually. But here is, uh, you know, for a while I was thinking two and a half possibly. But here's my weird caveat to my rating. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Because this is such a weird movie. Yeah. That uh, this room, this movie reminds me, uh, 
not because it's anything like this any of these type of movies yeah this is like a long goofy story i'm gonna tell now right um but what this movie reminds me of not because it's a found footage movie or because it's a horror movie that mostly you laugh at if anything (laughs) i guess um but what this movie reminds me of is like being in the late 80s or 90s and going to blockbuster Right. And being with like a group of your friends who are like between 17 and 21, and you're just going to go rent something and go back home and not really pay a lot of attention to it, right. actually. And everything's out and you end up renting like, you know, Nightmare on Pine Street or something, you know, like some horror, like goofball knockoff thing where it's where it's, it's the other one, right. you know, it's like with the name the slightly person. changed right. or, you know, whatever. Similar cassette jacket, but exactly. Yeah. Right. You, you know, there's a, pic, there's a picture on it, right. There's enough, a picture right. on it that looks like something right. from, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's like, it's like the howler, right. Instead yeah. of the howling, howling or something, yeah. you know, it's like, I, I remember renting those movies so sometimes. I. Right. So and, and they're just goofy. Yep. And mostly what they are is, a lot of it's funny. Right. A lot of it's funny on purpose and a lot of it's funny accidentally. Yeah. And then every once in a while, something jumps out at you. Right. And that's all, and that's all there is. That's and that's all you're is. looking for. And if you can go to this movie and think what I want is like a campy screwball, right. you know, goofy movie, then this is like a seven. Right. <laughs> but, but in reality, yeah. it's like a two. This this is this is by design also not because it's an M Night film for me. Um, this is also by design one of those types of films that gets kind of two ratings like like what you just said. My official rating is four, you know, because it is wow, it is that's what it is really high compared to your twice as high, <laughs> you know. Is. But it's just below. That's average. not what I was thinking you were going to give. And it. there's a small quick mini story of my own as well, and we talked about this in passing when we were about to go sit down to see it. As a quick direction before that, I know not everybody sees the films we saw. I know that most people in the theater that we saw the visit in, and they were very young. That was date night. Yeah, it, it was massively young. And it young was fun people, right. as hell to watch them be scared about things that were so obviously coming. Right. That was entertaining to me. They, uh, Godfather, Uncle, right, right. Kind of like you want to you have kids over for a sleepover, and you want to be like, do you guys want to watch something really scary? Right. And you put something in that will freak them out forever. You get calls from their parents, like that's that was the kind of fun I had watching everybody right. get to that. But so so in that regard, for those that who have never ever seen a film, you know, at all, nineteen ninety nine, you know, before they, before they started watching like, horror films with screen. You know, and they missed Psycho and Exorcist and all of these things that are classic films. This would probably scare the hell out of them, and it did. You know, well, them, I don't, I don't, I don't know that this scared the hell out of anybody. Oh, I think the same I no, was. no, no, no. There for the vast majority. Of people. I, I, don't think so. I don't think that even the people we saw it with were scared in yeah. the, in that sense. Like they're going to go home and have nightmares. No, 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 not that way. They were scared right. like they jumped. Right. And they screamed this is, this is when stuff new, happened, right. but that, that's not the same. Thing, but right? that, and that's kind of what I'm saying. Like one of the most famous of these films, not just because it's also a found footage film. And I refuse to call this a found footage film. This isn't a found footage film. It, no, it's, it's, it's a first person shot movie. Exactly. Exactly. Film. But it, it's, it encompasses a lot more than what it means. So it's, 
that's the genre title now. But the first of them, which, you know, when, right. when that came out, I'm sorry, I grew up in New England. I'm not afraid of camps. I'm not afraid exactly. of sticks. You, you I'm not have afraid to, of the woods. There are a lot like, of movies, and we've talked about this all, all the time. Uh, whenever there's a horror movie, right. there is this, you know, massive progression of is supposed to be scary and scary right now and you know you know if you don't think it's if you're not scared of that thing you're not going to be scared of it and like you frequently say you know if you're in the right era and you're in japan and someone has big eyes you're really scared right right. they're they're frightened of long hair long wet or wet hair and eyeballs right and none of those things frighten me so the ring by itself wasn't terribly frightening right so it's project same with same with the blair witch project like if you go camping a lot Right. It it takes a while before the Blair Witch Project even does anything that could possibly right. scare you. If right? you go I camping mean, a lot, Blair Witch Project is a comedy. Okay. <laughs> Pretty much. Because it, there's nothing inherently scary. But to people who live in cities or who have never been camping, it's very frightening that there might be sounds in the woods. Right. You know, and on and on. The visit, before I get you know way too far off track, I, I'm not afraid of old people. Right, right. You know, my grandparents. That's exactly that's exactly you know, what I said at the beginning yeah, of the movie. Like, if it's only about old people, you know, there's certainly something going on beneath it. Whether or not it works fully or not, we can talk about in a second. But, but I'm not afraid of what this film tries to purport, which is a little bit of solitude because they have a remote place that the grandparents right. live, and and old. Like right. What's really frightening is you might see your grandmother's ass. You know, not not you know, only or that. Wrinkle, or you know what's really funny that scene, and it doesn't give anything away, but there's a scene where later in the film she just kind of sees her grandmother standing there with bad light, so she's supposed to look spooky, but she's just standing there. If if the room were well lit, she'd just be standing there anyway. But people in the audience are gasping and cringing because right, she's old because and she's you see wrinkles in her because face. she's being a little weird, right. And, right. and and that's not frightening and to me. Now at at certain points in the movie, mm-hmm. they're being a little weird. Right. They're being fairly normal weird. Right. Absolutely. And then they're being really weird. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And there are parts of the movie where really what they're being is fairly weird, and they're old. And one right. of the things that really doesn't work for me, and maybe it will work for a lot of people, but one of the things that doesn't work for me generally in a horror movie is when the fear has to be like sympathetic. Right. Because you can only be scared of this situation because they're little kids. Right. So, you know, it's like when you go to like right. sleepaway camp movies and people are like in their 20s, yeah. then it's okay, it's more or less okay for that to be for everyone. Right. As long as people are at a certain age, right? Yeah. But when you get to a movie like this, you can't have 20-year-olds. Right. Because they would just clock grandpa and the right. movie'd be over. Right. right. It has to be little kids. Yeah. And that's a little bit of a weird thing for me. And that's just, you know, me personally, right. probably. Right. But the only reason that anything that happens in this can be scary is because we get to the end. Right. And we would never get to the end. Right. Except that right. they're little kids and, they don't and they're know. not in they're the middle of the city. Right. Where they walk across the street, and they, they could just take off. They conveniently have no cell service. Like right, you, right. You, you go through yeah, these. We're ones, out. So. We're out in the woods enough. And you know the other thing about this movie is that I'm I'm not actually sure what M Night is trying to do. You know, because if you had about five minutes in the editing room, this could be M Night's big mocking hatred of found footage movies. Right. Like this could easily. easily 
easily be easily. his like attack on yeah. the genre where he's where he's just going, look how stupid this genre is. Yep. And you're not supposed to really like this movie. You're right. just supposed to see that this movie is making fun of right. all the other movies. And and it wouldn't be hard to right. get there. No. And we might actually be there already. Right. I mean, it's hard to know what's going on. Here's right? something because we like email. Anybody still listening? Uh, just out of curiosity, we, we bet, I, I asked you this the other day. What's your favorite found footage film? Right. You know, because I have mine. Mine's very easy. Mine is Chronicle. Right. And and you had you know you you had said yours you know it was hard to get one out of you because you don't <laughs> like them much. I don't love them much either. But but for me, one of the things that was at least a four for this film. Um, and, and by all that other stuff, what I had said, which was if, if you're new to the film, you know, history, if you're new to the genre of horror, if you just turned 13 or 14 and you can now finally go out, Oh yeah, this is going to be for you. And that was again, a lot of what we saw. It's going to, but it's also, even if it works, it's it's still kind of that weird experience. The only reason that I could give it to. Yeah. Right. Was because I laughed a couple of times. Right. Because some funny. of the funny things funny. are actually well, kind guess, of funny. I guess you know? uh, the rumor here, if, if you had been following M. Night's Twitter feed, he had said he had, you know, basically three versions of this film he could release. The straight horror one, the straight comedic one, and the one people got, which is the combination of both. Right. When it's funny, it's very funny. Right. You know, it's actually the, like the, laugh out the, loud. The, and funny. Things, the things that happen that are supposed to be comedic and funny. Right are actually pretty funny some of them sometimes though the movie is funny without intending because to. uh like there there's a scene where grandma's chasing them under right. the uh, house under the house where mom used to play hide and seek or right. whatever and grandma's uh, and man, that was like the funniest part of yeah. the movie actually yeah, right. that was funnier than anything yeah. that was supposed to be funny because it was so stupid right. and you were supposed to be kind of scared of it right. and it was just you, and it's early in the film you know it, what you're getting it's early in the film but for me it's like too early in the film because right. it, now we're like in bonkers town right i yeah. mean now people are being weirder than they're supposed to be yet just because, me right and that they're supposed they're to progress a little bit right. Right. in how weird they're being but, you know, the other thing about this movie is, and, you know, maybe I have kids, right? so it doesn't work out, right? right. But the movie starts off, the mom is, hasn't seen, she, you know, she had the big falling out with her parents right. many years ago because she wanted to elope with, the el- elope with whoever right. who has now left. Right. So now there's like this the whole parents, traumatic... So thing that the kids go through and whatever and and we explore their problems for a while like he has he has taken to being a germaphobe right since dad left and that's like his shtick you know whatever but it's but the movie opens with where the daughter wants to make this documentary of the whole experience because she thinks it will be good for her mom that's the story and she wants to make movies Right. In general, whatever. So obviously she's going to do it, you know, whatever. And the mom says she's had this huge falling out with her parents and hasn't spoken to him in 15 years. And in fact, didn't tell them where she was. So it's hard. You know, she's had no contact with him. Finally, they tracked her down on social media. And after talking to him for a while, uh, they want to see the grandkids. So she's going to send them on their own for a week for a week somewhere they have to take a long train ride to yep. where they live re- 
feely remotely in the woods and uh, visit with these people visit, she left. visit with their grandparents. Right. And I'm like, I'm out. Yeah, that never happened for me. For me part <laughs> of, right. For me, immediately looking back on the film, trying to tell somebody anything about it is the best part of the film is the middle. You know, if, yeah. if you are to be, if you are to enjoy any part of it at all, it's the middle. The first part is stupid and unbelievable. Yeah. The conclusion is on par with the beginning because it's absolutely just ridiculously dumb. Right. The stuff in the middle, when you get to see the characters of the children and you get to see the performances of the grandparents works right. when, it, when it works. I mean, there's obviously moments where it doesn't work or they use the wrong take or it's effectively creepy or as you said, you know, kids will kids will get by on it because this is just like the weird. We're all afraid of grandparents because they're kind of weird. They forget things. They might crap their pants. Right. They might burn the or or whatever. Or just but, or just that you're uh, you're afraid of. Like I said, sympathetically of this right. weird thing where what if you're a little kid right and you can't do anything about it. You can't right. just up and leave. You right. Because you, you, you can't. We get in the car and be like, hey. Right. Ya. You can't go outside so, right. and you know hail a taxi and go right. back home because or whatever even if you could and you know mom mom clearly has to be on this trip so that she's even sure. more away and it's one of you these know, things whatever. that you've said you know we've said on, on different occasions but it, i love horror films and i know you you're not wild about them i love dissecting them because i like figuring out really what is the what is the underpinning fear here what are we afraid of you know as most good horror films will have this is one of those films where when we're watching it and as i thought about it later I, I knew you'd bring up at some point, uh, though I'm, I think I'm beating you to it, but it felt like they, like M. Night constructed this scene. He's like, yeah, that's creepy. Okay, let's write that. And then let's, well, how do we get him here? Well, we got to write that to here. Like it was absolutely right, right. out of order. And almost to the point where they started with, he knew how he wanted it to end and just filled it in backwards. Right. And as he did, he lost all the momentum and all the clarity because of the stuff that happens in the beginning. Just like you, you covered the first 10 minutes of the film perfectly in that, you know, in that statement. And I didn't believe it then either. Right. I was like, look, you need to tell me why. You've got Even to, you've got to come out parents, with a better way. Right, you and your boyfriend or your fiance are going on a cruise. I got it. You need a babysitter. I right. got it. You know, even though the daughter is probably old enough, but you still. And, you, and you know, it. see, the, I don't buy the sentiment the, to your parents. The problem there, fight with. the problem there is, well, first of all, the problem is that you just need a better excuse that they're right. there. You need a whole better story. But the problem is that we want the kids to be young enough to make it work with right. the stuff that's scary. Because like I said, you can't have too old a kid, and right? Tri- right? You can't exactly. have too old a too person old get it. because they're just out, right? right? Then they open their door and see grandma freaking out at night, and they're like, well, I'm out. I'm out I mean, it's I like, saw a gas station down it, it's, like yeah. it's like Amityville Horror, you know, the Eddie Murphy yeah. the famous joke, you right. know. Um, but if they're too old, first of all, they're not real scary, but they wouldn't entirely be scared of them anyway. They're right. too old. You want them to be grandparents right. so that they're old. But so then the problem is, you know, you could solve it if you had an older kid. Right. If one of them was at least old enough yep. that a parent would go, well, I'll send both of you and, right. you know, you're them. 18. Right. Just keep you're, on them. You're yeah. in charge enough. Right. But you can't do that right. because that takes right. away all everything that for the rest of the movie. The story. And, it, and it's weird. I, I actually honestly also don't believe, though, the film is getting – um spoken about because M. Night has a history of these twists. 
the film doesn't have a twist. It really it does. Doesn't. And I say that, and I actually say that uh, by way of a compliment. I'm not saying it like it does. It has a really shitty one. I'm no, I'm not even saying it has a bad one. I'm just saying it's not a twist. No. There are it, films it, that have it, twists. Not, well, it's, okay. It's now not, here's the thing, because it does have a twist in the sense that yes. if you can't see anything coming in a movie ever, right? Then it has a twist at the end sure. where you will be surprised by something. Right. If you if you can put two and two together, right? Uh, like any you know average human can. Sure. Then when it reveals the twist, yeah. God help me, please say that you knew that it was it, right. It's not a surprise. Well, twist it, is, it, know, there's a sense. twist. There is a twist to what's happening. Right. But not in the sense that it should be a surprise to it's you. Not, and it's not the gimmick. It's a it's surprise not, to it's not them. The foundation. You wouldn't go see the film again to explore the twist like you would with Sixth Sense. Right. Or, or even just to jump, because it doesn't always have to be a night like The Usual Suspects. Right. If you know that Kaiser Soze is verbal Clint, sorry, that film's like 20 years old right. now, then you actually rewatch it again. You go, ah. Right. This doesn't have You go, look, they lived twist. up to it. And then that's right. the kind of thing where you rewatch it again to go, uh, now, did they really, really feel it? Right. The way they right. Did, because right. you want to know, right. right? This one, though, you're right. It does have it does have a bit of a torque, but it's not that kind of a twist. And it, it, it's, it's not the it kind it. it's not the kind that is that ought to be. Right. I hope surprising to the audience. Right. What it has is something that's a surprise to the characters. Exactly. In the, and that's right? the difference. The story, though, seems to be constructed in a way to facilitate this with such protectiveness you know right. the reason that mom doesn't bring them back and try to make amends with her parents even though they could stay in a neighboring town and spend a week there is because that would give it away right the movie's the movie's three minutes right long. and then you know, so there are these things but there's already a whole bunch of stuff floating around the internet you can find these really easily if you want right to like look at this if you've seen the movie you probably don't know to think of them on your own right but it, the internet's already littered with these things about uh, why you can't watch it again. Right. Because it doesn't it actually doesn't make up. sense. It won't, right? yeah. Because none of it will make sense because you've got to have uh, – how did the kids not know? Right. Because they've lived in their house their whole lives with their mom. Right. And uh, how could this be a thing that they would not know? How could the grandparents know that they wouldn't know? Right. And, you know, on and on and on, right? The right. whole thing, it's actually not rewatchable, right? There's a, right? there's a way to believe that maybe the mom had such a fight that she just can't even stand to look at pictures of her parents. There, there aren't any photos. Like, they just ask about, I, I doubt it, but, but, but I get it. But, but on, but on the other know, hand, yeah, but how would they, they know would, they're not going to know? They, they could. Never know. But, but uh, you know, also, they yeah. supposedly know each other now from social media. Right. And it, as unbelievable as it is already that you're going to send your kids right uh on this trip that no one would ever do right yeah. because at the end of this movie the cops right and there's cps right yeah, behind right. them right going what, what well, the hell were you doing in the first place right because it's right. too weird but you would think that at least you would go these here's a picture of the people you're going Right. to see right, right? like right. she's sending them across country to yeah. whoever has a sign right that right. i mean it's we've already home. ruined right. the whole movie too it, it, accidentally it, works, it, works it was total places. accident it's fun in places 
for me, one of the big things that actually does bring it down a lot. I know we're going to jump to the critic thing. Maggie. I don't know how how it got brought up so much for well, you. I I actually liked I liked the cast. It with the exception of Catherine Hahn, who I think and she played the kid's mother, and she's really only in the film briefly in the middle. They have to make a Skype phone call twice to check in with mom. Right, and she's at the start of the film and at the end of the film, and I think she's the worst thing in the film. In, in terms of what I saw, I actually think yeah. the two kids are great, uh, and the I, two grandparents are amazing. I, I think the grandparents are I, I awesome, thought, the yeah. gra- and, and it's not a surprise that the grandparents are awesome. No, they're, um, and they're not new actors. The, uh, the, the grandma, and I can't remember her name it's right now. Deanna Denagan. Yeah, she's been on Broadway for, yeah. you know, and she's ages and she's great. got, I think, you know, jillions of awards yeah, for everything. Me. She's been around forever. Yeah. Yep. And uh, you you might even recognize the grandpa because he's been he he's C- been C- in C- all C- kinds he of was things. Like a judge forever. He, he's been TV. around forever. Yeah. They they are really good. And I thought the kids were really solid they in were. the movie, too. I, I wish that we didn't have the rapping. That's my only thing. Yeah, I, 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 I thought the I thought the rapping was really playing. And then there are other problems <laughs> I had with like the script in general. I thought yeah. they were really good. Right for the first third of the movie, um, the girl yeah has a lot of unbelievable lines to say as a kid of her age. Yeah, she, I can't uh, believe no, that she no matter this, no right. matter how interested Back she up. is in the world of film. Right, she just doesn't have that. It's still not it's yeah. not a way they put sentences together, no matter how smart they are. I mean, unless she's like the next Doogie Howser well, and she's, she's already graduated be, from college. She's the avatar of M Night. He was this way as a kid, and he's super genius. This right. is supposed to be him. So, well, uh, but okay. <laughs> so my big thing is, you know, as a horror film, like make me care about the characters and put them in danger, and, right. and you have successfully maybe scared me. Don't bang on a piano and have a cat jump out of the scene because that's a cheap scare. Right. Like, okay, you get one, maybe two, but don't don't build your film on shaky cam footage. But that's really all the film has. Too. I agree. And so, that's, why, that's why as a horror film, it doesn't do that. It's and, and you know, not only that, it goes it's, for cheap things. It's uh, the, the weird thing I thought, and it kept happening, and we're going to move on pretty quickly, yeah. but the weird thing that kept happening was they, they opened the door at night, right. and, and there's some really freaky right. something, yeah. right? But nothing that's ever really at them it's, right it's not really nothing's really coming to get them right so they're not really in danger other than they're in the house with the crazy right or the freaky right. whatever yeah. they just shut the door yeah and then boom it's just the next morning right it's like right. there's no, <laughs> no there's nothing they just like drop it there's like something yeah. weird happens and then we just move on the film is very successful in subtly explaining what might be scary to a kid who has to live with a grandparent because they change right. and they're they're breaking down and maybe they're getting a little senile not chase you with a knife or put a gun in your mouth but but they just they scare you because they're normal because they're that's being, the, that's the they're being weird fear. right but this one when it starts to get close to those things too hard for it and it misses the mark entirely or it goes too soft because it wants to run the funny and it just misses the moment right and and then and then by the time it gets to the end right and stuff is just scary right i mean then then bad stuff is happening then it's it hasn't really had the movie that led up to that and and it doesn't have the social weight and and then it doesn't have 
it doesn't have anything that happens that's actually scary anymore. Right. It's you're just you're very aware that you're just watching a movie, uh, and, right. and and nothing is nothing is all that scary to you. I don't know. It it's kind of a weird dynamic that it has going and then also it's got a lot of stuff it wants to do to try to be scary right and one of the things that i hate that i really hate about horror movies Mm -hmm. is the thing that we built to be scary uh, that we're showing you to be scary does not make any sense right right and uh the perfect example of this is when we were watching the movie and i like leaned over to you at one point and i yeah. said like they would have the lights off right it's right. like nighttime right. scary noise days into yeah. weirdness really yeah. weird crap happening yeah. at night and then something else we have there in bed the lights are off sure. look it's dark so it's scary right it's scarier because right. right. it's dark right there's no way it would be dark right. like you're those kids yeah you'd yeah. first of all it first of all if those kids were real they'd be going i could go three days without these right possibly but man it's yeah. just but yeah you know they turn the lights off and just say oh well bedtime it, uh, it's a and we're getting out of this it, it's a it's a much better turn for an m night who has talent and shows it at times but it's been uneven and i think it's interesting that we didn't talk about it much that the movie doesn't get really brought up without being able to talk about just entire art right like i i don't know you know, in typical fashion, I haven't seen any reviews because we haven't done, you know, we didn't do the show yet. But when I know what my review is, I started looking. And when I did look, it, everything was always like, okay, we're going to run down his whole history. Right, right. right. And, and it's, it's just, he's the guy now. He's got the baggage. Comes with it. And, and he's done it to himself. And, but, and it's it's exactly how he's going to be in there. And, for, you know, for the rest of his life, there are going to be people like me right, who are going to say, uh, how how many movies can you really get out of one movie? Right. Uh, I mean, exactly. can't, and it's, you know, it's just, it's funny because uh, Kevin Smith just announced Mall Rats 2. Right. It's like the same gig, right. really. It's yeah. like, how many movies can you keep making that are maybe okay, right. maybe make their money back, and you just get to keep making yeah. movies forever because you had that one first weird, really great movie. The, I, right? I know we're jumping, but it's so strange to think that the best and the worst thing that you could do is the first thing you do. Right. You know, in so many ways, he's hampered by that and he's got every job afterward because of it. Right. But he'll never get over it. He'll never top it. Right. You know, it's just that's it. I mean, so, you would think that potentially he could top it at some point, you would think, but it certainly but doesn't look, look like, like he's he, going yeah, to. Right. right. All right. Uh, so now, you know, for me, final thought, I just got yeah. if you are up for massively campy. Right. And really what you want to do is laugh at a horror movie, you know you may have a good time. Yeah. But other than that, it's really goofy and odd. But anyway, uh, so takedown this week, which came to us from Kate in New York city. Cool. Uh, so Hey, Kate, Hey Kate, uh, is kind of a weird one. And she explained that it was kind of a weird one because she, uh, sent us a long email saying, I know this is kind of weird and doesn't exactly fit. And yeah, yeah. Explanations. So uh, the movie is Mad Max Fury Road, uh-huh. which she professes herself to have sought out just because we liked it. Oh, she went looking for a fight. So she hey. did. She went looking for a fight what? for uh, us. And here's the problem. She didn't really find one. Right. <laughs> it's hard to find. Yeah. So, uh, if, so the review is uh, Mick LaSalle, who writes for SFGate. 
Okay. Which is uh, yep. a sci-fi gate. Whatever. Formally, yeah. Right. Um, and see, the weird thing here is that it like go to Metacritic. It's all really high, except his one. He's at the one fifty. Oh, okay. So it's not even like that bad. It's oh, not okay. even like he, he he harps on hating it. But then again, he doesn't actually give it a number. This is the Metacritic oh, this is thing, aggregate, again, right. where they decide yeah. that you gave it a 50. Right? And it seems to me like it's maybe a little bit lower than 50 because okay. he's not real positive about it. And the other problem is that uh, I, the only problem I can have with his review is just kind of in general. Okay. You know, it's not like he rips on the movie but it's a very weird thing and uh i don't like the review right so i'm going to throw that out and say you know gauntlet down yeah. or whatever yeah because uh so the title that he gives to his review is despite cool touches mad max is mostly a long dull chase right but here's a weird thing when you read through all the reviews um when we put up this uh, at filmreview.com when we put up the post for this we'll have a link to it right uh because that's only fair that right. that you go you that you go look at it. The weird thing about it is that um apart from being slightly averse to just a lot of dystopian movies maybe right uh he doesn't really say anything bad about the movie which I find a little weird. Right. So here's like my I guess gauntlet or like my big hatred for this review, not that I like hate the review, is that mostly he describes the movie, says some fairly good things about the movie. Yeah. And then says uh the problem with the movie is that it's a big long chase. Uh you know, so what he says is uh, yet all this wit and effort and occasional beauty is in the service of a movie that is little more than a two-hour chase scene, one that seems founded on the assumption that if you show one set of people chasing another, that's enough to get an audience excited. Oh, no, let's hope they don't get caught. That's really the only bad thing he says about the movie. And <laughs> the directing's bad. The, I mean, he's kind of saying, you know, the story, uh, whatever. But mostly he says a bunch of good things yeah. about what happened. I'm looking over right? the whole thing. That's the only negative thing I see. Right. He says mostly positive things about the movie. And so here's my problem with it, whether he gives it a 50 or a 10 or right. an 80 or however it would, you know, he would rate it himself. My problem with the movie is that his his review is all theory, right? right. Like he doesn't like the theory of the movie. Right. Which I find very unfair. If you don't like the movie because it does bad things, I personally thought the movie was very weird too because it's all just one big chase. Yeah. Right. But I don't think you can do that as a movie critic. I don't think right. that it's uh, part of you know the the realm of realistic criticisms you can have to say the theory of this movie is this. And I don't like I don't that. Like that. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, just on a point of principle, it's not my film. Right. That's, yeah. uh, you know, this is a horror movie right. and I don't like horror movies. Horror so, so this is want. a bad movie. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. But uh, unfortunately, well, we're going to run out of time. So we're going to go over a little bit. Um, you know, football's on. No one's listening live anyway. So um, <laughs> we are going to go over if you're listening live. Thanks for tuning in. Right. And uh, please share and subscribe. And we'll be back next week. Right. Um, but 
I just think it's weird because I want to bash this review, and yet he doesn't say anything. That you know, it's not like he right. says the cinematography is awful, and I could go compliments and it. I could say, "Are you crazy? The cinematography right. is great." No, yeah. I can't because yeah, he says, "Man, there's like these weird, cool." It's, it's an imaginatively <laughs> realized world, touches of wit, and impressively composed uh, composed shots. Like, right. uh, where does he hate the film in that? He he hates the he film. He just it doesn't like what it, he just right. doesn't like what it is. Right, right. and. And the weird thing, too, is that he doesn't even um, massively attack what it is. No. Um, he just kind of almost like offhandedly says, right. but it's this. Right. And so that's bad. I can't. It, it, it's like saying I can't take a film seriously or the conflict and resolution of characters seriously if it only happens in a Chevy. Right. Basically. Or if, if everything only happens in an elevator, I can't take your movie seriously. Right. Or, you know, and it, like, it's like, um, or if you're in a log cabin and that's all I see, right. It, I can't take this film seriously. It's like, like that's crazy. It, it, it's like, to me, any, me anyway, like, to, anyway, to yeah. me, it's like, uh, that movie lock that right. is fairly recent movie where the whole movie is, is a guy in a car right. talking on the phone. Yeah. It, he's yeah, it's Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy driving for 2 hours. That's all you see is him right. making various phone calls. Yeah. Uh while he's driving. Right. That's the whole movie. <laughs> We're not even joking. That's it. So you could and not only that, but fairly universally liked. Right. I mean, it's right. it's gotten really movie. good reviews and uh I the, the vast what he thought of that film. The <laughs> I'm going to look the vast majority of critics like that movie. Yeah. But you could easily say all these good things and go, but turns out it's just two hours of a guy to be the car. Right. So it's bad. Right. <laughs> and that would be, you know, essentially your same review. Tom Hardy's really good. He kind of had me enthralled during the whole thing. I was like on the edge of my seat, what's going to happen. Who knows? Right. But, He's just driving and talking on the phone, and that's not a movie. Hey, he, he gave that a 75. That's better. Yeah. I don't know. He's still, I'm sure he still didn't like it too much for that. But anyway. Um, but, but your point is very clear, and it's, and it's true. Like, what is, what is his real argument, even though he doesn't give a number to it, and if Metacritic can be believed or not? Like, what's his beef? Right. What is it? It's the concept. And then also, you know, I, I, I will, I think, go maybe one step further because uh, his big complaint is this isn't a movie. It's just a chase scene. Yeah. It's just one huge chase scene. And you're trying to convince us that's a movie because people are being chased for the whole time. And I would have to deny that that's actually true anyway. Right. I mean, because it's not just there's there's actually a fairly decent uh, length story going on in the movie. It's just that all we see is kind of from the perspective of the one pivotal scene, it's kind of like taking a movie and kind of turning it inside out around one scene and you still get the story. It's just that you get it because people in the chase are talking to each other or, you know, whatever, instead of, instead of showing you a lot of various things, you just have people relaying the story or you get the story because of the chase and yeah, you know, whatever. I mean, I will give him that mostly it's just a chase scene, which even though I loved it, I still thought 
I kind of can't believe I love it so much right. that you can make this work. And, you know, I would have, if I'd have known the exact concept before seeing the story, I would have probably had less expectations for it. Right. And I would have been more surprised that well, it worked, but yeah. it, but it worked. Locke is actually a very funny film just because the guy did review it and reviewed it highly. But here's a, here's a contrasting pair of sentences. As played by Hardy, Unlock is a formidable character, one who doesn't have to raise his voice or alter the lilt in his polite northern accent to convey power. This speaks to the effectiveness of Locke, which takes place in a car as a man drives from Birmingham to London. All the conversations happen over the phone as Locke talks hands-free, talks hands-free, excuse me, and the voices come over the speaker. Each call, each call is crucial, and he has much to accomplish during the drive. Like he's very specific about what he likes in, right. in, in talking about character and strength and power, even though it's just one guy behind the wheel. But yet in something like Mad Max, he's like, is just on the road. <laughs> right. But I won't tell you, what, like there's, there's all kinds of things that in two sentences he fulfills. But nothing in Mad Max to suggest that if, if I didn't know the title of it, which is a long, boring drive, I would be like, I don't know. I think this guy gave it six out of 10, seven right. out of 10. I don't, you know. It just seems like a really weird thing. And I hate when reviewers do that. They just, they, it's almost like they just fall asleep typing. They just want to hear the sound of their own keystrokes, even though they're not saying anything. Like, tell me what you think and tell me why. Right. Even if I disagree with you, at least I can respect that that's the avenue you take. Right. If you're just filling copy, then I, I don't have anything for you. Right. And, uh, you know, like I said, it's a weird critic takedown because right. usually uh, we have is, uh, we have somebody hate it. Right. Or loved it, yeah. Or, or you know, be very one side or the other or whatever. Where they're going to say, yeah, you know, specific things. I hate it because this. I did, love it because that. Whatever. Did but, Kate in her email suggest that or say say outright that she didn't like Max and disagreed with us because we no no she, she didn't no she, she said she said she said she liked it. Oh, cool. She was actually just working for us. At yeah, that that's point. awesome. She was Kate. You're a dream. <laughs> she that's was great. She I was just it. like an intern That's at that cool. point Go going, here's a movie they like. Let right. me find something, right. someone who hated it. But that's really cool. Anyway, yeah, it was it was awesome. It makes for, like I said, a strange uh, critic takedown because you yeah. want to have more meat to it. Uh, but right. if you write a review yeah. that has no meat to it, then <laughs> what can what you got. do? Right. I just thought when I read it, I, it was almost bizarre to read it because uh, I had to read through the review and go, right. okay, where am I going to? Right. Agree with I it. would have looked because, you know, what sure. I thought, you know, what I thought at first was we could easily have someone not like this movie and I might agree with their right. review Why, yeah. and go, yeah, I'll give you that, right. you know. Right. But um, but then I'm reading it. And I'm like, well, I don't know. He doesn't sound like he doesn't like it. I would have looked back <laughs> to see if I clicked on the right one. I'd have been like, <laughs> right. I, I just still don't have the review. Right. Anyway. OK. Uh, that's plenty for us. Uh, this we week. should be we should be back at this. Point. Yeah, we've we've. Hinted it and wanted it. It's just been conflicting schedules, but we should be back and more regular. Yeah, we should be uh, set for weekly from uh, here on out. And there's lots of stuff coming out, and we're getting, you know, bizarrely close to November already. I know. Even I know. though, even though it's far, it's getting close. But man, it's uh, and even this week, there's a lot of. I mean, I assume there's Black Mass, there's the Maze Runner, and there's the uh, Tobey Maguire Pond Sacrifice film. I don't know. I know right. we'll get two of those three. I don't know if we'll get all three. Right. But, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I just don't know about black mass. Yeah. Uh, it's just not my thing, no. but, um, we will have at 
at I least we'll get Maze Runner. At least the Maze Runner no what, is what right? we'll be covering next week, and uh, maybe even both of them. Who knows? Uh, anyway, that's it for us, and, and uh, thanks for tuning in. Please, please share, subscribe, uh, rate us on iTunes, leave a review on iTunes, and uh, otherwise uh, trick your friends into listening to us, and we will see you next week. Bye. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison, here to tell you GEICO has more than just great savings. Much more. Yes, while GEICO could help you rack up more moolah faster than you can say metamorphosis, they've also been the fastest-growing auto insurer for more than 10 years. That's more like it. Furthermore, GEICO has fast and friendly claim service. That might seem like an oxymoron, but it's not. All the more reason to say no other auto insurer has more more than GEICO. GEICO. Expect great savings and a whole lot more.